Shannon Waller here, and welcome to the Team Success Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about three really important words, can, want, and will, and the distinction between them and why you really want to be listening for what each of them means, especially when you're in any kind of a teamwork situation. So, you know, we all talk to our colleagues, talk to our entrepreneurs, or if you're an entrepreneur, you talk to your team, you talk to your peers, and people say things a lot, and you may have been making certain assumptions about what they mean that may or may not be true. So at the end of this conversation, I want you to have a distinction that is probably unique. It's sort of subtle, but it will make a huge difference to your understanding of what people are saying, what they're meaning, and more importantly, to the success of your projects. So the distinctions are can, which I want to say is a statement of capability. Then want is a statement of desire and will is a statement of commitment. And I wanna share with you where these distinctions came from. When I first went and got Colby certified, so you may have heard me talk about Colby, and Colby is K-O-L-B-E.com if you wanna go and check them out. And what Colby measures are people's striving instincts, how they naturally problem solve. But to describe how that works, they outline the model of the human mind, which is the cognitive, which is really your intellect, your skills, what you're capable of doing. Then there's the affective, which is a fancy psychological term for what you want. This is your personality, your desires, your preferences. But if you've ever said to yourself, oh, I can do this, and I want to do this, but then you never actually did do it, then you'll know this is where Colby comes in, the Colby measurement of striving instincts. Because what the Colby profile measures is what you will do. This is your volition. This is your drive. And it's instinct. We have striving instincts in terms of how we will get things done, not what we'll do or how well. That's depending upon, you know, what you want to do is based on your wants. How well you do it is based on your intellect, but how you'll do it, that comes down to Colby. So I noticed that this was a really interesting distinction to have when I was listening to people speak, and I felt all of a sudden so much wiser. (laughs) So I wanted you to have that same benefit. So someone says, oh, I can do that. And I remember saying this to myself, oh, I can do that. And I took on this project. And it had to do with organizing phone numbers and a mailing list and sending it out to people. And I knew I had the technology. And this group was a social group. It was an ad hoc group. And This was actually pre-email day, so I'm dating myself here. I thought to myself, well, I can do this. I have the skills. I have the intellect. I have the technology capabilities. And then guess what? I never did it. I was like, oh, dear. And then after I learned about Colby, I thought, oh, this is why I said I would do it, and I never did. I just simply did not have the mental energy for that type of a task. Knowing what I know now, I would never make that commitment again, but at that time I was lot less knowledgeable about myself. So I don't get myself into trouble the same way. So you can do things doesn't mean you actually will do them. You also will hear people say, oh, I really want to, and then fill in the blank. So I really want to go on that trip. Oh, I would love to be involved in that project. Oh, that looks so exciting. I know I really want to start playing the piano. And that's interesting because they want something, but then you ask them, oh, okay, well, I teach piano. Are you available next Thursday at five? Oh, no, no, sorry, I I can't do it then. And then you keep asking them and they're never available. Well, that's a clue. (laughs) They have this want. It's kind of more of a dream at that point. It's not really a tangible thing. Or the trip. If they don't have the money, if they don't have the time or the capability to organize it, they can want all they want, but they won't get it. So what you want to be listening for is when someone says, I will. 
That is a very different statement. This is when someone is committing to take action. So I think of this a lot in team meetings. So when someone says, oh, I can do that, it's like, okay, great, and will you? (laughs) It means you can be very bottom line, very practical. Someone says, oh, I would like to, you know, be involved in this project, for example. Okay, are you willing to commit to attending the team meetings that are happening every two weeks to keep this project on the go? And they'll either say yes or no. So when you have this distinction of language around will versus can or want, you can be in meetings and you're hearing people say things like, oh, well, I can do that. Or, oh, you know, I'd like to be involved. You actually have a much more powerful way of interacting with them. Instead of just assuming, like I used to do, that because someone says they can do something or they want to do something that they would do it, now you get to specifically ask them because you know that until they say they will do it, there's zero, zero commitment. Again, not that they aren't great people. And they might also articulate it, as I do, with enthusiasm. So we think, oh, well, this person's really engaged and they really want to do it, so they will. Mm, No. (laughs) does not actually mean that. And as a leader, as someone who wants to take initiative to be a fabulous entrepreneurial team member, as a great leader in your organization as an entrepreneur, you want to be able to construct teams of people who have that commitment, who will take action on the things that they're interested in and capable of doing. So I just love it. It's so simple. It's can, want, and will. But I think it will give you a tool. It will give you an instrument with which you will accomplish projects much more easily, much faster. will also enable you to ask better questions. And again, not to make certain assumptions. Okay, okay, it sounds like you're really enthusiastic about that. Tell me more. Is this something you'd be willing to commit to? As opposed to just making that assumption and then getting mad when they don't do it. Raise your hand if you've ever been frustrated when you thought someone was going to do something because of how enthusiastically they talked about it. And now that you reflect back, you go, oh, they never actually said they would. (laughs) And you're like, oh, maybe I could have coached that a little bit better. (laughs) Maybe that was an opportunity. So how do you actually take action on this? How do you do it? Well, first of all, you listen for will. When someone says, I will do this, then you can hold them accountable. But until then... I'm not really sure that you can. And you can coach people to be accountable. It will also help you identify those people who are aware that they're not committing and they're kind of skating. If someone actually never says they will do something, that person is unwilling to engage. They're unwilling to commit. And that's another issue you'll have to pay attention to. And it may be, if you're looking for some certain symptoms or signs, take a look at my chart in multiplication by subtraction, because that list of indicators is a little bit, you know, there's some of that in there about if people will not actually take action and what to do about it. And you'll see these behaviors. So that might be something that can help you. And then what you want to do, as I've already intimated, is ask for people's commitment. And how you can do that is say how much of what by when? How much of the project are you willing to commit to doing by next Tuesday at three o'clock? That is a very specific, concrete, tangible question. And it's a quantity of something or a percentage completed within a time frame. And when we get really good at this in a collaborative way, which again, I've talked about, is so useful in terms of communication because it talks about honoring commitments. And a commitment is something that is identifiably done in time. 
In other words, by when. And I love that because if you make a commitment to me, it's also on me to help you be successful with that commitment. But I can't do it unless I know what you're committing to and the fact that you will <laughs> do it and by when that that will be done. So if we can get that tangible and that practical in our communication with one another, we will get so much more traction. We'll get so much more momentum in our progress and our success will just naturally be a function of how we're communicating with one another, not just on the basis of can or want, but on the basis of will. So I hope this is a useful distinction for you. Please let me know. So if you have any questions or comments, let me know at questions at strategiccoach.com. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, here's to your team success. Hi, Shannon here. And thank you very much for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take a moment to rate the Team Success Podcast on iTunes. And we'd love it if you'd share the podcast with anyone else who could benefit. If you're interested in learning more about the Strategic Coach Program for Entrepreneurs, visit us at strategiccoach.com or the Strategic Coach channel on YouTube. For free downloads and more team success strategies, visit teamsuccesshandbook.com. Mm-hmm.